you know, all of a sudden, here's the boogeyman came out from underneath your bed. Exactly. Four of your buddies are going to die because of this situation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Story for Another Time podcast. You can't find this kind of humor anywhere else. Yeah, you get that for free anyway. <laughs> not for free. This is a great show. I love this show. I love this show. I love this show so much. Find us on Facebook, Story for Another Time podcast, and Story yes. for Another Time podcast at Gmail. If you got comments, we'd love to hear from you. I'm Joe Greenwood. That's my buddy John Jacob. Hey, everybody. We got an email. Somebody, and I don't know if they were being snarky because we do come in and we largely, uh, we we have ideas of things we're going to talk about. We're delightful. I don't know if they were being snarky. It was a legitimate question. We're delightful. Because I think this person listens to other talk radio shows. We come in and we largely have a. We have things, wait, hey, maybe we'll talk about this. You know, here's we a, have an organic an discussion. Yeah. And it's a discussion. And so oftentimes yeah. I'll drop something on you and you'll drop something on me and you get raw reactions. Yeah. Whereas on radio shows or TV shows, things like that, you don't get a raw reaction. You get, I say something and then you say something to add to, you know, well, that reaction. happens because this, yes. Now that happens because they do share. When, when I, let me tell you a story. When 2010 maybe okay we did a morning show i did a morning show the last legs of 1023 max fm was me and hannah banana hannah shea and oftentimes what we would do i would say okay here's what we're going to talk about here's the here's the subject we're going to talk about i don't know bananas so this is how i'm going to say it this is what i'm going to come at you with your reaction is and then we plan this out during the break her okay. first thing she comes back at me with, okay, cool, let's tweak that. So I'm tweaking what she's going to say. Okay. So then, now then I can have a funnier reaction to what she says. So the first three or four interactions are almost entirely scripted. Okay. And then we'd get to a point where we're like, okay, no, I got something for that. We're going to save that. Three or four, and then right there it's going to be raw. So then we can start working on her out. So you got a big uproarious laugh from whatever I said. And then we can work on our out. So then we say, okay, after that exchange, we've got to work to what's next. Okay. So after you're laughing, okay, yeah, enough about bananas. We're going to talk about, gotcha. you know, the, the next thing coming up. And I've got your hook on that. And so when it sounds like that this show is just a conversation, that's because it is. Yeah. Because we don't share that information or plan those out. Whereas oh. your talk radio shows or your morning shows or things like that you're probably your first three or four interactions are entirely scripted oh, okay. and then whereas in this we do because raw reactions i always think are funnier i agree whereas if you maybe if you had a chance to think about so i'm going to talk about bananas you come back with a banana split thing and then i'm going to have an even funnier yeah, thing yeah. so i can plan where we're going maybe it'd be funnier i don't know but it's not as organic or genuine i think i would be too stilted i if i had to remember something to say i'd be like um, um, what was I, what was I supposed to say? <laughs> I'll answer that question. I love getting, getting notes and normally I just respond to them in email, but I figured that one was maybe enough people have that question. Is this, uh, just out of curiosity, is this someone who we know or is this like just somebody from the Philippines emailing you? Uh, the name was Eric name. I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me. Well, I don't need names. I just. It wasn't like my brother-in-law or, or no. Dave Keller. No. Sounds like a Keller question. <laughs> no. No, it was, it was somebody I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm, um, I'm terrible with names. Yes, you are. And that's, 
I, it's really something I wish I could get better at. But I think at this stage in my life, it's part of your charm. I'm just going to be calling people dude. Yo, man, what's happening, bro? Bro, yeah, hey, bro. That's the whole thing. <laughs> so that's that's me. Yeah, yeah. If I remember your name, you should feel honored because wow. Okay, it takes a long time for that to happen. Yeah. Although oftentimes people will say a name. Do you know this? Uh, how do I know that name? And I'll say, I know that. How do I know the name? And then I I don't know. I, you know I have a hard time putting a name putting in a the face. Name with the face are two different things. Yeah. Have you ever heard Marcus Luttrell speak? No. Do you know who Marcus Luttrell is? No. I'm not going to Google it and try to sound like I know what I'm talking about. It's like some people might do. I would never do that. Marcus Luttrell, <laughs> Lone Survivor. They did a movie about him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So peeps. Okay. Uh, yeah. Big Navy SEAL guy. Yeah. And uh, took on the Taliban. Yeah. And the movie is. Uh, so yeah, Marcus Luttrell is the one, the, the Lone Survivor, obviously. He was speaking at a St. Jude banquet and he's telling his story about everything that happened. And right when he gets to the part where he fell off a cliff. Right. A phone rings in the background and people just look and he just goes Shh. and looks at this guy and the guy gets out his phone real quick off <laughs> and Marcus still just looks at this guy for a minute and then picks up right where he was like whoa <laughs> all of a sudden literally everyone in the room phone off phone off oh like, guys i just got chills hearing that story yeah because <laughs> i mean he's telling at this point in time he's falling off a cliff after you know confronting hand-to-hand -hand battle oh with the God. taliban yeah 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 whoa talk about command of a room yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the, uh, the story is spectacular and amazing yeah. I've never met the guy, but I mean, hearing him speak was. was you cool. were there, though. Uh, yes, yes. Oh yeah. man, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know the name. I know the story. I didn't see the movie. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. And it leads yeah. to the question. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a question, a religious question. That's a good. That's a good question. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Um, here the guys are. Basically, they're hidden. They're watching a town. Right. That's their whole point. They're doing a recount mission, and this little kid stumbles up and discovers them. Then he takes off running, shouting, hey, going to go tell the Taliban that they're there. One of them has this boy in his sights. The boy technically didn't do anything wrong. Right. So what it leads me, the question is, boy. all those guys would have survived if they had just taken out that kid. And they would have been in the right to do so. I mean, they have, they're, they're there. They have free engagement i mean obviously there's there's rules of engagement things like that that's what i was gonna ask there you know you're you're there if you're perceiving threats this type of thing yeah but they didn't take the shot they knew that he was going to go down there and then they watched the boy all the way they're calling for the helicopter their evac you know hey get out we got to go because we're going to get busted soon you know yeah obviously four of them die yeah what would you do in those shoes hey if we let this kid get down that hill yeah we know what's going to happen yeah and they let the kid go. And they all made that decision together. You know, that part doesn't... Well, they, they, didn't, all, they didn't talk about if there was a discussion about it or not. I think they just all said, what's the right thing to do? And with me, maybe that's troublesome, especially knowing the end of the story. Is it the right thing to do? Knowing that this kid is now going to tell and four of your buddies are going to die because of the situation. That wouldn't happen if... I don't know, man. Did he address that in his speech? He didn't. He didn't. Maybe if I ever a chance to to meet him or discuss or uh, that would question be an again, interesting question. I'll ask about that. But from a religious perspective, from a moral perspective, from your religious studies, 
Oh boy. Where does that land? Would they be morally wrong to take this kid out? And if it wasn't a child, because I think the kid was 12. Okay, so if he was 20, if he was an adult, yeah, would yeah. that be different? I an interesting I think moral conundrum. You know, yeah, I think it sounds to me. I don't know from a religious standpoint on that one. It just sounds to me like all of them were willing to take a chance with their lives to avoid killing a child. Yeah. They were ready for the consequences of putting their own lives on the line. Well, they knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Now, I think if I, I wonder if the story would have changed had there been a different set of people that they were protecting that they knew that set of people of innocent people were going mm. to die if they didn't take this kid out. I, yeah, maybe that's what it was, is they, as the uh, band of brothers that they were, thought, okay, bring it on. Yeah, we're not in the business of killing kids. Right. We are trained Navy SEALs. We will handle our own business for ourselves. Yeah. But wait, this kid makes it down there. They're going to go attack this orphanage over there yeah then i wonder if the decision would have been different i imagine so you know i uh, think it would make it easier for me it's like that old uh moral conundrum yeah you've seen the thing with the train and there's a your family on one track and, right and right. a school bus full of yeah. kids and elderly on the other track yeah. and it's got to go one way which lever do you pull yeah by the way there was a right answer to that one the brake <laughs> that's good yeah no i just think uh yeah i don't know uh because there's a, a point where people are responsible for their own decisions and actions whether it's 18 20 25 i don't know yeah where if this kid has been programmed his whole life and doesn't know any better he's just 12 years old mm-hmm where, oh, I'm going to do what makes my parents proud or happy. Whatever, yeah, you know? and that's really where he's sitting at that point. Or or that kid is 18, 19, 20 saying, you know what? I want these guys to die. Although he probably would anyway, being in that part of the world. So maybe that's not a good analogy. But I think there's a certain point. I don't know what that point is when, you know what? You're a kid. You don't have the reasoning ability yet. Now you're an adult. Now you're making your own decision. You got to suffer the consequences. When that is, I don't know. The information is key to that. Yeah. Because if you grow up and you are told a certain thing in, in, in that part of the world, the Americans are bad, the Americans are bad, the Americans right, are bad. Right. Whether you're 12 or whether you're 20, everyone's always thought the Americans yeah. are bad. You fully believe the Americans are bad. And, right. You know, all of a sudden, here's the boogeyman came out from underneath your bed. Exactly. And you no, find him in the trees, that type of thing. So even, even 30, 40, I mean, at a certain point in time, hopefully you start to reflect on why. Yeah. But if the only information you have yeah. is censored and, you know. Right. More. Yeah, bad um, analogy. Anyway. But I just think there's a difference between a Navy SEAL being willing to protect himself versus what they would do to protect other people. Right. Yeah. That's one of those moral dilemmas that there's no good, easy, simple answer. There's not. All right. So where are you going this week, Joe? Tell everybody about uh, your plans. Going to Branson. It's going to be great. 
That's what I'm going for anyway. I've never been to Branson. It's uh, It seems a little hokey to me. Well, that's the whole point, yeah. But we're going. Hang out with family. So I have a question for you. What's up? Because I know we really agree on nothing. We agree on a lot. Entertainment-wise, movie-wise. Well, okay. You got wonderful taste in a lot of things, especially friends. What did you just say? You have wonderful taste in a lot of things, especially friends. Especially friends? friends? Did you do that on purpose? (laughs) That was a hard especially. So you have some good taste (laughs) on some things. Did you do that that on purpose? No, I didn't. Especially. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sorry. So go ahead. You have wonderful go taste ahead. in a lot of things, especially, especially, especially. Yes. Friends. Yes. But I you have do. terrible, terrible. One more Charles Barkley version. Terrible <laughs> taste in film. All right. Let's just talk about the entertainment industry as a whole. One regret I have about not getting to Branson as an adult. Okay. All right. Is in my opinion, I'm not going to say the greatest. But one of the world's most entertaining guitarists passed away before I could see him live. And I want to get your thoughts on this guy, Mr. Roy Clark. Yesterday, when I was young, the taste of life was sweet as rain upon my tongue. I teased at life. Oh, okay. I just loved watching that guy play. He was awesome. He was funny. I think it was greatness. You know. What are your thoughts on Roy Clark? Do you even know who Roy Clark is? Yes, of course I do. All right. When it comes to, you always see these lists, and rock guys specifically are big into all the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. Roy's never on those. No. It's always filled up with with rock guys and soloists and Yngwie Malmsteens and even your Hendrix and your Van Halen's and, you know, the stuff. Blues guys from the 30s. Yeah. Some of them. B. Yeah. B.B. King, although he wasn't the 30s. No. Yeah, Buddy Guy doesn't make that list very often. He's very good. Uh, Robert Johnson. These type of things, right? So Robert always... Johnson? Now you're getting a little esoteric with your trivia. Go ahead. She is a little queen of And the men will not let her be. You didn't think I would know Robert Johnson? I'm surprised. Good for you. <laughs> Lists. We're we're focusing on the lists right now. Okay. Muddy Waters, Lead Belly, all these guys. Yeah. Okay. Good job. All right. What do you mean? <laughs> all right. You're just a millennial. I'm Any, surprised oh my stuff. goodness, I'm not. <laughs> goodness. Good. I said goodness. What? All right. Sorry, I'll quit picking on your verbal skills. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Taurus oh, and lists yeah. and all that. There's a lot of. Guys that are left off those lists, and well, I'm not going to say guys. There's a lot of people, yeah, yeah, because there's uh, some great female guitarists that are always left off those lists. Okay, and I think it's because of just more of the well, blues guys too, more of the country guys, more people, yeah, people, because yeah. there's yeah, uh, flamencos especially these type of people. Mm-hmm. They're not as flashy. They do a lot of rhythm stuff, mm-hmm. and. You don't really notice the rhythm stuff, but sometimes the rhythm stuff is really, really mm-hmm. difficult and intricate. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn Campbell. I was okay. You and I. I was just gonna say, you know, one of them, a big omission is Glenn Campbell. Yeah, he but was, that dude could wail. Yeah, yeah. There was a few times you'd see him, you know, just do the finger picking. And yeah. Unbelievable guitarist. Yeah. You won't find him on a list with Joe Satriani. Nope. But why not? You should. I know that that. Uh, 
I agree. See? And I feel the same go. way about Roy Clark. Roy Clark might not as been might not have been as good as Glenn Campbell, but he was way up there. That's what I'm saying. My opinion. Yeah. See? You'll never find those guys on these Rolling Stone lists. No. Nope. I wouldn't read a Rolling so Stone. So, no, I love Roy Clark. I love his guitar playing. I didn't know he was a uh, Branson staple, though. Yeah, he had his own show there up until probably just a couple years before he passed away. Hmm. Have you ever watched any videos of him playing? Uh, no. I mean, oh, okay. I've heard, but okay. I've never sat in. Oh, you should watch. It's really, attention. really. Are you going to go any shows? You going to see anybody famous? I'm sure Blake Shelton will be performing there. <laughs> I don't think I have any contacts with Blake Shelton anymore. I think the only one that I really think I could pull now would be Kelsey Ballerini. But my wife would kill me if I called that one. Why? I never told you this story? No. You don't tell me anything. Yeah, boy. I'm digging what you're doing. Yeah, boy. I'm trying to okay. keep it cool. But you're Long story short, we, as a radio station at that point in time, me as the music director and the person responsible for all that stuff, we were pretty early on a country star named Kelsey Ballerini. And so I met her very early in her career. Okay. And we were one of the first ones. She was like, oh my gosh, you guys are great. Whatever. Uh-huh. And so maintained contact. Hey, give me your give me your songs. You know, we'll, we'll get to them. We'll play them uh, pretty early on. So we were called an early adder, okay? Uh, an early adopter. Well, the next time we had a chance was she was opening for Thomas Rhett and we did a 20 minute interview she was so over the moon oh it's so great she sends me a gift bag you guys are great you guys are awesome whatever third time she's opening for Billy Currington at the Illinois State Fair and she's now had her second number one single when really I mean she was really on her way up at that point in time and she credits her success in this area to me picking up her thing not not at all the case wow. but she credits her success to me so i'm there maker. we're backstage uh me and my wife and we're meeting billy currington who was the headliner of the show and he's such a weird dude I like a it. cool dude yeah you probably heard it before, so. god is great bears good and people are crazy but anyway, and she won't go on unless i introduce her so I'm over there talking to Billy Currington. She's off 25 feet away saying, Joe, come on. Let's go. Come on. They're waiting for me. All the other radio people that are there, they're looking like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so she tells them, go on up and start. She won't go on until I bring her on. So I'm like, okay, I got to go. Jenny's over meeting Billy Currington. So I start walking over. Kelsey Ballerini runs over to me, jumps on me. Throws her arms and legs around me like, you know, big bear hug type of thing. I'm so glad you're here. You got to bring me on. I feel the burn (laughs) of my wife's eyes in the back of my head. And I'm just like, uh, 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 okay. I'm smart enough to know I'm not going to look back at this point. I am not going to look back. I'm just going to peel her off of me as quickly as I can and get on this stage. So, So I bring her up on stage, whatever, you know. And now Kelsey, and I see by this time Jenny's made her way around front and yeah. she's right up front and she's just glaring at me. <laughs> and now Kelsey Ballerini. So I make my way off stage and she, she gives me a little high five on the way back and I'm like, oh, you, you just murdered me. You, I'm dead man Is she now. still famous? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Who says we're not being listened to? I typed in K-E-L-S and she popped up. That, see? That's wow. very weird. So it was really funny is talk, the next time after that, I talked to her on the phone and she was engaged to be married. 
And then, so I say, well, what would you do if someone did that to your soon-to-be husband? And she said, <laughs> said she wouldn't make it off the stage. <laughs> Whoa, Kelsey! So you guys are like phone chat buddies. Even. Um, wow. How often do you call her? It's been years. It's yeah? It's been years since I've talked Define to her. Define years, like... 2019, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. okay. So, but we, I mean, as she became very famous in the country world, uh, she would still remember me. Oh, come here. You know, which always helped pad my credibility. But every time after that, almost every time that I met her, I was with Jenny. And it became a point where, oh, you're going to go meet Kelsey again. Oh, we're going to go see. Of course, we got to go see Kelsey. Kelsey's the town. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, babe. Like, <laughs> come on. And now to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime Kelsey Ballerini comes on, Brooklyn goes, oh, mama does not like her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, with your hat back. I kind of Very silly story. When you go to Branson, yeah, please go to see the bald knobbers. Pastor Jeff said that too. Really? Yep. The bald knobbers. The bald knobbers. Yeah. Sounds like such a hillbilly thing. It is. It's great. We're gonna drink moonshine out front before. It is wonderful. We went to that when I was a kid, and I just loved it. And they're still around. That's where I heard one of my favorite jokes of all times. I was just a kid. It, It was hilarious. What's up? So the other night. My wife and I got in this big fight, mm-hmm. and within five minutes, I had her down on her hands and knees. She said, come out from under that bed and fight like a man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious as a kid. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's what got me started down my humor track, I'm pretty sure. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we'll leave you with, with my favorite joke of all time. Yes. Oh, that's not my favorite joke of all times. Oh. One of mine. What's green? Uh huh. It has wheels. What's green and has wheels? Mm-hmm. What? It's grass. I was just kidding about the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> you can't find this kind of humor anywhere else. You can't. You get that for free anyway. <laughs> not for free. <laughs> I love that joke. I love that one, too. <laughs> See? Well done, Joe. All right. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye, everybody. You got me rock and rolling like we want. It's good. I'm losing. Then you know it's a little bit of drink. Gonna wake, wake. Tell me what you think. I've been looking for a party life.